My name is Fraser. My name is Mark. And we are the hosts of the Geekiest Show Alive. To the outside world, we're ordinary geeks. But in the fab international studios, we talk comics and find other geeks just like us. This is Geek of the Week. Welcome to Geek of the Week. You're on issue 47 with your regular host, Fraser and Mark. I'm Fraser. And I'm Mark. And this week is a pretty interesting... I'm going to say interesting week. It's a jam-packed week. We've got a lot of news. Um, If you were listening last week, um, thank you. Uh, We sort of of did something something different. I was in London and I recorded with uh, Jacob, who um, back when this was a student radio show, we used to be the host, so we thought, oh, it'd be a nice little nostalgic trip back. And we did sort of like a three-person show, which worked out really cool. Yeah, it was odd. I I wasn't sure it was going to work, but I was like, well, I'll give it a go. It's not like I haven't sat in the studio on my own all summer. Exactly. So um, we gave it a go, and I think it worked really nice. I'm not surprised you didn't make imaginary friends and ended up doing the show with someone else and just making a fake persona that you just talked to. Yeah. That's probably what I would have done. Well... Yeah, I was, I was probably close. That's probably why I took those two weeks off. Have you seen um, Brooklyn Nine-Nine when Jake Peralta goes crazy? He I've, re- I've heard of Brooklyn he re- Nine-Nine. He reenacts the scene from... <laughs> reenacts the whole of Lion King. <laughs> and he goes, Again, it's to die <laughs> Again, something I'm not completely unlikely to do. It was, yeah. I do I like could, the Lion I could King. see you just... Or maybe reenacting, like, because we're a comic book uh, show, a comic book film, reenact the whole first Avengers. Um, even, it, yeah, well, even if I go crazy, I don't think I've got enough time to reenact <laughs> Endgame. That's too long. Oh, my goodness, that is a long period of time. But, yeah, <laughs> um, I bring that up simply because um, Polar Pass is going to be in two parts this week because we're going to do some books we missed out on last week and two books of this week. And, basically, the reason we're doing that is because the amazing people, usually we just miss out a week, but the amazing people at Traveling Man remembered that we had free books anyway and get, like we picked up six books from them. So Sorted us. Thank you for them at the top. They're sponsors of the show. Um, you should definitely check them out if you're in either Manchester, uh, Newcastle, York, or Leeds. Got all of them. I was going to say New York. Fun. I nearly mixed up Newcastle. There isn't a Traveling Man in no, New York. No, I, I was nearly going to mix up like Newcastle and York and put them together. Um, New York, Leeds. Um but no, it's it's not, so that's going to be a bit big. And we've got a bit of a heavy news week. But it also, is a meaty news week. This week is a very important, this very important week for someone in the studio because what? someone celebrated a birthday. Oh, no, no, it was, no, no, they didn't. They, 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 they didn't. There was, it was there's Mark. no such thing as birthdays. It was Mark, so... When you reach a certain age, you're like, you don't really celebrate birthdays. You can, like, give them a nod. And then you move on pretty quickly. So, all together now. No, Happy birthday to you. No. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday, dear Mark. Happy birthday to you. Now in Hebrew. Yo, Melissa. Seriously. He, he is gonna, if I let him, if I let him, he will sing it all. You're not even yeah, Jewish, I and I'm not Jewish. I know how good was that. that it was, was probably I probably butchered it to be honest. <laughs> we got Jewish listeners going, "What on earth was that?" But yeah, so, well, it's better than my Hebrew. 
Split the floor. No, <laughs> there's like two other songs that we do at camp. But no. that's not why. That's not why we're here. We're here to <laughs> to start the show. And it's had an interesting start. But yeah, happy birthday, Mark. Thank you, dear. So, you know the sounds of J. Jonah Jameson. It's time for the news on Geek of the Week. And Mark, I've got a proposition for you. For your birthday, uh, do you want to go to Amsterdam, uh, take all the local delicacies, and just binge watch a load of Disney Plus? Because Disney Plus has been le- been released even earlier than all the other uh, initial five countries. In the Netherlands, they've got it early with um, even... A month's free trial, which is amazing. Um, yeah, do you want to move to? Do you want to go to the Netherlands just for a weekend? Binge watch a load of uh, Disney Plus. Take on the local delicacies. Uh, well, yes, if you're paying. Whoa, that's a t- that's a tough one. <laughs> Considering I got an overdraft for the first time, well, maybe a week ago, and Yikes. already in it. <laughs> yeah, I can believe it. I was like, oh, this feels so good. Oh, no, what has happened? So, if, if the Netherlands have got Disney+, Plus, does that mean that Disney Life is dead? Or can you still get Disney Life? I think you can still get Disney Life, to be honest. I, I think we're going to be... I mean, we could easily test this. We could just click on the a website or we True. could check. But I believe that we're going to get Disney Life until we get Disney+. Plus. Like, yeah. I mean, there's no sense for them not to. The only thing that's not on Disney+, uh, life is obviously like the good new, stuff, the new new stuff. But like Marvel and Star Wars, there is good stuff on there if you do like Disney, which I do like. Now, a little bit of uh, hype for Disney Plus was announced this week. A lot of hype, to be honest. So most, I'm saying, putting most in brackets here of Marvel's animated shows are making their way to Disney Plus. I put most in brackets because I'm pretty sure Spectacular Spider-Man's not going to be on there, which breaks my heart. But also, I don't know if Disney have the rights to that. There yeah, is some good, good stuff, though. Like the Fantastic Four stuff, the X-Men, the 90s animated Spider-Man, Spider-Man Unlimited, which was like, eh, okay, I guess. There's like, yeah, so many of the amazing animated stuff. Like, that 90s to noughties period of time, some people have categorized that as, like, the original MCU because that set the whole thing of multi-layered stories and multi-connected I mean, it, it universes. Was, it was more sophisticated than you think it was. The, the, I re- relatively yeah, for recently them, Saturday, watched, Saturday morning cartoons. Yeah, I relatively recently watched all the X Men from the ninety two X Men series, and it's really, really good. They do Dark Phoenix really well, and it's like yeah, they do, but they they, they give it the time it deserves, <laughs> and it, you know it has the Shi'ar, which is kind of important, yeah. and um, it it's really well done. They invest in the characters, they pick. The coolest X Men and rewrite all the stories around them to so so it's not the original. It's yeah, not yeah. P- uh, perfect to the comics, but neither should it be. And you know, the animation is dated now, particularly the final series where they had like zero budget. Yeah, Ser- series on. one to four of X Men is excellent. See what I did there. Um, series five is on, there. A, bu- on a budget. It, it, <laughs> yeah, it's and it's on a budget and it's good. And I was pleasantly... You, you know you watch stuff back, <coughs> Thundercats, and it's terrible. Yeah. It's like, oh my You've goodness, got that nostal- I've ruined nostalgia, my own childhood. Nostalgia brain on you. Yeah. yeah, and you ruin your own childhood by watching something that ends up being pants. 
the X-Men cartoon I watched from start to finish about three or four years ago, and it's brilliant. It's still brilliant. And, I mean, that's theme tune, yo. Exactly. Don't do that. Don't do But then there's also, like, the 90s Spider-Man as well was really good. Which I didn't watch, actually. You don't have to sing all the themes, Fraser. He's, on, he's in one of those moods. What else is it? Spectacular. Oh, no, that's probably not going to be on there. The one I'm what, more what, excited what? about was um, Spider-Man and His Amazing Friends. Yeah. I was too... I, I did watch it because I'm old enough, but I was so young. That yeah, I, I, All I remember is that Firestar was cool because she had fire powers. Fire. Um, and I would like to watch that back. If it's bad, I'll watch the first few and go, oh, okay, that was cool, that's my childhood. But what if it is good what like the X-Men? What happens if it's amazing? What if it is? What if, if, what if both Spider-Man and his friends are both amazing? All amazing. Well, that, like, that's probably what I'd want to... Like, when I was the president of Cartoons and Comics Society, we did a lot of nostalgia screenings, and it was a lot of, like, watching, you know, comic books that are cartoons. And there was so many good stuff. Like, have you ever seen um, Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes? I highly recommend that. Was like, that the one that was part of Marvel Action Hour? Um, no, it was like afterwards. This was sort of like the it's between the noughties and the tennies where they sort of did like a they did a revamp and almost sort of like um it was like the era of spectacular Spider Man and No, that, that was when I'd fallen out with comics. That was my period of falling uh, out with well, comics. Well they like they were building sort of they were building something similar to what the nineties and noughties had with the X Men and Fantastic Four okay. and all them being connected. And they made a really cool one, and that that Avengers Earth's Mightiest Heroes is something um, incredible. Like, li- like, so, um, yeah, just a mate. Amazing. Let, let's uh, right. Let, let's take a step back though. The were some of the series they've announced weren't that good, no. and there's a reason why everybody forgets that the people that made the X Men cartoon also made a Silver Surfer cartoon, yeah. and that Silver Surfer cartoon only had one season. Because it wasn't good. all that good. No. It was the same animation style, but it just wasn't very entertaining. Well, that's what they were doing. They were experimenting a lot. Like, once they made... Um, yeah, once they made one, it was that whole thing of, like, they just wanted to test the waters, test the waters, and some of them were... That universe was a lot more hit and miss than the MCU has. The mm. MCU has been... Like, the MCU has just been hit, 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 hit. Which is why some people are like... Oh no, the MCU's got to go downhill at some point because the animated version did. Like, it just takes one hit, like a Silver Surfer, to take it down. But I'm not sure that's true. Ant Man got a lot of criticism as as not very good, but I, I don't agree with that criticism. No, I don't think Ant Man. I thought Ant Man was pretty good. And there was, it, it at knew, the time, there was a lot of people saying that that is that's, kn- that's the, the the start of the downfall of the well, MCU, and th- it wasn't. I think Ant Man knew what it was. It wasn't going to be one of these films that's like it's the end of the world. We need to. It was like a just small contained story, which is you yep. know sometimes what you need. Yeah. Um, what wasn't a self-contained story? What started all of this MCU malarkey was Iron Man. And another announcement on the Disney Plus thing is the Marvel Vault. So it's sort of like going. Um, so there is the Disney Vault that everyone knows, and sort of like it shows all these never before scenes. But they're doing this with Marvel. And one of the first things we've seen is a deleted Iron Man post-credit scene from the first Iron Man that talks, like, it's Nick Fury talking about, like, 
mutants. He actually says the words mutants. He does. And web crawlers. Like, he mentions, like, doesn't say, oh, you know, there's Spider-Man and... Gamma uh, radiation, X-Men. assorted yeah. mutants, and toxic spider bites or something like no, that? No, yeah, yeah, radioactive spider That's bites. It. And he get like, he says it all, and you're like, oh, this is what we could have had. What? You see, Fraser, I'm going to call, I'm going to put on my cynical hand here and say, this was always formed to get that reaction. There was never any time that they had that planned. They just said... No, I think they did. And I, ju- I really don't. My, my, my cynicism no, because... has kicked in. I feel like no. they were like, lol, Sam, let's say this and let's release it yeah, at some but, point. No, but yeah, why would they do... Well, you have to remember at this point, they were owned by Paramount. They weren't owned by Disney. So they didn't even know if they could do a connected universe. They didn't know what rights they had. And you have to remember, Civil War... They weren't sure if they were getting Spider-Man or not, so yeah. they had Black Panther's role, but they had a backup plan. I think this was just a backup plan in case they managed to work a deal out with Fox or they managed to work a deal out with Sony. I don't think this was a, this just was just a oh yeah, let's make nerds crying like like you have to remember ten in ten or eleven years we'll release this and everyone will go batshit crazy. Like this was all this I feel like this was always a backup. This was probably like Plan A and Plan B was just like. Maybe if we just set an interconnected universe at first, that would be... Perhaps that's the millennial in you and the Gen X in me that I don't for a second believe that this was anything other than trolling. I I just can't because the, 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 the kind of deals that they would have had to have made to be able to have all three of those things... Yeah, but it's it's deals that they've made now. Like, when you look about it... Yeah, but not at the time. Yeah, they've made that deals now, yeah, but they could have made those deals. Like, think of who framed Mm -hmm. Roger Rabbit. Like, Disney and Warner Brothers worked together to make a film come together. So they... Mm, Kevin Feige, with his optimism... You have to remember, Kevin Feige started working at Marvel in the year 2000. He was working with every single one of these studios... So they all, he all had, you know, good repertoire with them all. He was working with Sony on the Spider-Man stuff. He was working on Fox with the X-Men stuff. And he's working with Paramount on Iron Man. So he's got... He, if anyone can make that connection happen, it's the Lord and Saviour, Kevin Feige. And he's the one who could have made that happen. And he Maybe. Had, he has made it happen. It's just, you know, a bit... Um, a couple of years later. There is some speculation that they might reuse this footage as, like, a way to set up, like, a multiverse with the X-Men and thingy in. That's interesting. Or what they might do is... Depends how much extra footage they have yeah. other than this one scene. Well, I feel like they'll have a load because there's always deleted scenes that we never just hit, see and, uh, uh, or use. In all honesty, it's quite impressive that we've never actually seen this before. I know, yeah, that, that it's not been leaked like somewhere yeah. crazy. Like, no, prop, like, props to that because I feel like it's easily stuff that could have got out of hand or like oh, yeah. someone could have just... Oh, it's, it's yeah, I mean, the, the the kind of stuff where everything gets leaked. It's, we live in a society where, where lots and lots and lots of stuff do get leaked. Yeah. And pies. Wh- pies? Yeah, they're always leaking. And pipes. <sighs> Carry on. So, I've lost my flow. Um, oh. No, there's a lot of... That's what happens when your pipes burst. There's a lot of, there's a lot of stuff leaked, you know, and... Now I've lost my flow. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I've been leaked out. I'll talk about the next thing then. Uh, Spider-Man Far From Home. Close to my heart. Uh, probably gonna Really? Is it now? Well, <laughs> apparently so. Uh, the Blu-ray got a little preview. Um, it's going to be released 17th of September digital, which is 
crazy. It's like already out yep. on on digital. Like th- when I saw that, I was like, "You can still watch it in cinema, though." Yeah, that that's um, pretty impressive that it's yeah. still on the cinema and it's released on digital. But if you're one of them who likes a physical copy, um, October first is when you'll get that. Which again, is still crazy soon. It's not very long, no. But what was really cool? I wonder. I reckon it'll still be in cinemas till then because there is not much else out at the moment. As well, at least in the UK, we wanted to go see some at the cinema the other day, and we're like, we looked at him, we're like. No. no, unless you watch Spider-Man again. I mean, that like, that new Brad Pitt film. She's and you'd on, so seen It Chapter 2. And I had. I, and I haven't. I managed to get some courage. I need someone to go with me to see It Chapter 2, and you you, 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 you abandoned me. I know. Not Rude. for the first time. I did it in the summer. When this film came out. Yeah, oh, did. look at that segue. Yeah, it was devoured. Um, but yeah, Disney, Every time. Disney and Sony both did a preview themselves. Disney's was like a natural, like, oh, this is cool, look at all this extended thing. And then Sony did sort of like a parody one where it was like a preview for Night Monkey. <laughs> That's pretty clever. <laughs> Which was, I was like, oh, and I was like, oh, Sony, so you're saying you'll take Night Monkey and the MCU can take Spidey? That sounds like a good deal to me. But well, no, this is... Right, here's the thing. It, it makes me think that... They are working together. They, they, they are still... The, 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 the deal is not completely dead. They, you know, they they haven't drawn a line. They've just taken a break before having another discussion. I, we I, were on a break. Well, Sorry, like you're friends. too young to have even watched Friends. No, I'm not. It's on like it's literally on TV all the time. There's like five different ways of watching it um, at any given time. But uh, yeah, I. I I'm not, I'm not still... those millennials that think it's like, oh, it's so offensive. And I was like, no, I know it's a product of there its time. There are some pieces that are a little problematic. But it, yeah, like you say, it's a product of its time. And let's not talk about Friends, though. The, I th- let's I talk think, about Super Friends. I think that they... The, the fact that they're both being playful rather than bitter, it's good. It yeah. is good. It is good. There's positive signs. We'll see. Positive signs ahead. Uh, speaking of positive signs... Have you seen James Gunn on his Instagram? Yeah, I know you're part of Instagram now and you're probably loving it. I hate Instagram. But the stacked cast, like, he just released this, like, image and it was literally, like, John Cena's on there, Nathan Fillion, like, Sean Gunn's brother, um, Storm Reid, Peter Davidson, Taika Waititi, uh, Peter Capaldi, like, Michael, uh, Mika, Idris Elba. I mean, there are some Violet serious like, names there. So many. The guy who played Yondu, who, if you didn't notice, I just butchered his Michael name. Michael Rooker. Michael Rooker, yeah. There's a little fragment on the screen I've got next to me, and I'm just like, what do you mean? <laughs> and it proper messed with me, Ed. But yeah, and obviously there's more people I've not uh, included in there. Like, go over to his Instagram or Twitter, whichever social media you prefer, whether it's... you're an old person or not. Yeah, get on, on Twitter, the good the good one. Nah, the twi- one that's not Twitter complicated. Twitter is Twitter's terrible. The Twitter's the worst. Twitter's the very best. Instagram's so easy. You get... Oh, Instagram is so confusing and complicated and irritating. Oh, look at the generation. Hate. Look at the generational gap here. Hate. But yeah, what do you think of the this like stellar cast and how much is this budget being spent on the cast? <laughs> well, there's that it's I mean it's a hell of a cast. It, it shows how seriously they're taking this reboot because they realize what a um train wreck. I was I was going to say what a potentially important franchise Suicide Squad is because oh, right. of the I was popularity say train wreck the first one was. Well, because of the popularity of the characters regardless of your opinion of the first yeah, film, the Mar- characters in it are yeah. super super popular. And they well, Harley Quinn and Deadshot. Like the rest are sort of like Yeah. And Deadshot's gone. And <laughs> I basically meant Harley Quinn. Yeah. <laughs> um 
Which is why... Oh, no. I'll save that for the segue later. The, Got um, more Harley Quinn news. But the, um, the names that caught my eye was the fact that half of the Marvel Universe are in there. Yeah, and, that's true. And, um... Half of the, uh... <laughs> most are from Guardians of the Galaxy, yeah. so... And, well, funny that. Or some spatial uh, thing. I like the Taika Waititi's in there. Obviously, well, yeah, we talked about he's mates. He's mates with mates the Guardians and... of the Galaxy yeah, yeah. fam. And exactly. um, I'm pretty sure Batista's had a word with John Cena and said, James Gunn's well he's good. He's a good dude, mate. Yeah, yeah, have a go at his film. You know what I could see happening, though, is like him filming this and Guardians of the Galaxy back-to-back. So he just said... That would be funny. While you're here, just, why don't we just do two at the that, same That would time. be a serious level of trolling. Which... That is clever. No, that'd be clever. You know, effective. Works it w- smart, uh, yeah, but I'm not hard. sure either DC nor Marvel would like that. Nah, they're fine with that. Oh, maybe. Disney one was about, yeah, sure, why The not? ones for me, uh, Peter Capaldi, we have talked about this before because yeah. I, I, I gushed over Peter Capaldi, and I got confused. I thought Peter Davison was like the Doctor Who Peter Davison, not some yeah. random American guy no, who is never it? From SNL? Oh, he's hilarious. I'm sure he he's is. So but he's still, he's still not the Doctor, so yeah. I was disappointed by that one. But that's Why just me being odd. Because <laughs> Peter Davison's brilliant. That's so odd. He's brilliant. <laughs> that's too far. They've got, they've got a Doctor in there already with Peter Yeah, Gabaldi. but like a recent Doctor, not one from like before uh, probably I was born. Well, yeah, he was in the 80s. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> But he also—he was—he was in a, like a an episode with, he, he came back as the Doctor in an episode with um oh, with, with with Matt Smith. Matt, no, no, uh, the one before him, uh, David Tennant. David Tennant. Um, what he, a Doctor! He was in a short—he was in like a short episode with with David Tennant for cool. Children in Need. So he's oh, a no. relatively recent Doctor. He eighties. <laughs> Shut up. But yeah, Nathan Fillion as well. I feel like that's a big pull for that you. That is as a well. big one. I do like Nathan Fillion. I'm surprised it's not Nathan Fillion and oh, I just forgot his name. The one he's always with. The two of them. They were both on um, Firefly together. Nathan. Oh, Fillion. Um, the guy who played Wash in Firefly. Yeah, yeah. Can't remember his name. Nathan Tudyk. It's Alan Tudyk. Alan Tudyk. There we go. It comes to us eventually. Feel really bad. I would have thought Felicia Day would have been a contender oh, as well yeah. for this because you know she she's friends friends with Nathan Fillion. And yeah, the whole shebang. But hey, I, no, this is this is a stellar stellar cast. I wonder how insane, many of them are gonna. It? I wonder how many of them are gonna die very quickly, and they just like emphasize that. Yeah, this is Suicide Squad. They're here for a bit, but then they're gonna die because yeah. you can't be paying all of these a full wage. And I think murdering. <laughs> I think I think murdering a big name. Would be an effective. Would be a ball. So you know, I mean, who's the biggest name there? Let's let's potentially Idris Elba. Or... I, feel, I feel like Idris Elba is like someone who's taken the Will Smith place as like the big shot. Um, maybe not dead shot. But yeah, like, but what if like he dead. isn't? What if he gets killed within the first Could five be. minutes? But no, I can just see them killing off like a John Cena or like Jai Courtney. I feel is going to stick around for a bit. Yeah, John Cena might get Nathan quick Bill. murder. But I feel like he'd be w- up for that. I think the ones that are here for the second. <laughs> well, imagine some- someone's put like him as the Invisible Man. <laughs> John Cena, brilliant. Because they did, and because Dead- you can't see Deadpool him. Two was hilarious because they had like Brad Pitt, one of the biggest cameos that some people don't even realise he made, and he was the Invisible Guy who like you know got shot by electric. Um, was that Brad Pitt? That was Brad Pitt. Yeah, for goodness, the sake. guy who directed. Um, the guy who directed Deadpool 2, directed John Wick as well, he was Brad right. Pitt's stuntman for the longest time, so that was how he sort of... Uh, so they made that, yeah. It's pretty cool, that. But yeah, no, I could see some of these going quite quickly. Um, but I don't know, and then... 
To be honest, I'm interested to see what characters they all play as well. Like, I can't even get into speculating because there's just... Considering how much you hated Suicide Squad, I I didn't... I didn't hate it. I didn't go as far as liking it. Don't put words in my mouth. You are always, always giving Suicide Squad grief. No, we've had this conversation. I dislike it. If I hated it, I would have gone any point of news with the Suicide Squad. I would have gone, yeah, but Suicide Squad 1 was terrible. Oh, true. Well, I'm just like, ah, Suicide Squad. I'm still trying to find the story. Fine. You it's been so like many it. weeks since it's so many years since it's come out, and I'm still trying to work you out didn't what like the story it. was. And a lot of people really hated it, but considering what how badly it was received, this I think is probably a step in the right direction. Yeah, very much so. More steps in the right direction with Harley Quinn. Have you seen the Birds of Prey poster? I mean, yep. Jacob talked I about um, the trailer like last week that you see in front of it chapter two but i'm not going to bring that up because it's a touchy subject but yeah this poster of like (laughs) harley quinn and sort of like everyone else around her i can't like i enjoy it and i'm getting more and more invested in this film because obviously we saw like black mask is like you mcgregor again hello there talking about jacob he hates this poster i saw i saw his tweet about it saying that the poster was terrible and i'm like but Jacob, you're wrong. This is a fantastic <laughs> poster. I'm also gutted because we were talking about you McGregor last week and how much of Black Mask we're apparently going to see. And at no point did I men- make reference to calling it Mini McGregor. Mini McGregor. Gutted. It does say, hello there. And he's potentially a lightsaber, but that's about it. If you lost with those references, listen to last week and then you can't. <laughs> yeah, you, you two are <laughs> odd and a little bit clicky. Caught up. No, we're not clicky. Mm-hmm. We made a Star Wars reference. No, I was just saying, like, if you didn't get this conversation we're currently having, then listen last week and you yeah. know the full details. The, the poster. Back to the poster. The um, it's, it's very cool. It's, yeah. it's original. It's different. And I think, again, putting my cynical hat on, everybody there for, for Harley Quinn and making her the focus of the poster can only yeah. sell more tickets. Yeah, because it's in the title as well. But it's fabulous manipulation of Harley Quinn. But beyond the cynical element of it, it's very clever. The the idea of Harley's mind being lost, a bit crazy. Yeah, and being confused. Now over clowns. Yeah, it's, I, I thought it was brilliant. I thought it was very clever and very unusual, and um, it's made people notice. I think it's interesting because we've had so, so much, but yet so little from this film. Like we've had like two teasers, a poster, and people are still like, "This is cool," and like. I mean, me included, I'm like, this is cool. I'm excited to excited to see it. And it'll be interesting because it'll be like, we're going to be seeing a lot of Harley Quinn pop up. And it's a, I feel like it's about time. She's one of the most popular characters in comics. Like, um, I remember Jacob, when he was working at a comic book store, said the three people that sell the most were Deadpool, Spider-Gwen, and Harley Quinn. He also mentioned Spider-Man there, but I think it was just to make me feel okay. That bad so much Spider-Man. <laughs> Haven't they cancelled a Spider-Man comic recently? Oh, you know what? Yeah, probably. But there's, like, so many out. It's um, the Doctor Octopus one, uh, Superior Spider-Man, uh, they've cancelled recently. Oh, is it Super- Superior Octopus, I think he was doing? Yeah, but that's, that's, oh, that's, that's, that's been cancelled. That's understandable. I mean, it's not understandable, but, like, there's so many Spider-Books that one of them's going to get, like, yeah, yeah. left in the ring. Like, we've got Friendly Neighbourhood, um, Spectacularly Just Finished, I think, and then, like, you've got, obviously, J.J. Abrams, I'm going to talk about later, and just... So much Spidey, and then if there's Love a Spidey. if there's a book that's like a Spidey character, but not really Spider Man, sometimes it doesn't go as well. Ben Riley, Scarlet Spider. Pause. 
Paul Scarlet Spider. But anyway, yeah, um, back to this. Like, Harley Quinn's been at, like, the, obviously it's the whole thing of, like, oh, stereotypical Comic-Con outfit is Harley Quinn. It's like, so what? She's popular. People want to dress up as her. Yeah. And guess what? It's going to keep happening because she's getting even more popular. It's the same thing with Deadpool. People are like, oh, stereotypical ca- ca- uh, Comic-Con character Deadpool. And then more movies came out, more of them came out, and I'm happy because I'm right. sick of elite. I don't like elitist people because I feel like yeah, I they, they stop people going to these things. And I'm, like, oh. I'm going to touch on this very briefly. A lot of these people are too young to remember what my childhood was like. Liking comic books and being geeky when I was a kid wasn't cool you got yeah. picked on and bullied for it and these idiots in their 20s going they it's are actually, the bullies now it's actually most of the people aren't even in their 20s it's like 30 year olds or it's they are reason, the bullies now some people as well it's even like in your generation who are who are there's some people like i'll i will admit there are some people who like 20s or whatever yeah i was watching to do or like they're trying to be hit they're we're like oh i remember when this was a hipster thing to like but then there are the, there are people who grew up with it and it's like oh uh, what like it's almost like they take it as a bad thing that like oh why is it cool now why wasn't it cool when I was a kid like there's a, there oh, no, are... that, that wasn't what I was saying at no all. no I, that's I... what I'm saying I'm saying there's people like the people you're saying but there's also people who are like your people generation don't... who are like oh I wish it was co-, and like I just wish they, people they, they would still have... want it to be their niche they still yeah. want it to be their thing and 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 and, and just grow up grow um, up um, yeah. um, I, I, I or think... find a new niche yeah. There's a lot of diff- anime. A lot of people. Actually, no, anime is getting kind of no cool anime is well. massively busy. But the, the, I just feel like there's a lot of people who will never ever be happy and always want to find mm. something to whinge about. And See, this is why I, I'm so glad you say that because this is how I feel every time you're like, I'm going to be cynical. It's like, oh, why? Right. There's, enough there's, there's a difference pe- between caution of- like, that I have and the, and the level of bullying that I'm talking about here, where people are judgy about other people that are into the same thing as them. Just just leave people alone. Get on board, innit? I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm allowed to be like, well, I'm concerned about this element of a um, TV show. That's okay. Whereas people who are like, Ooh, if you dress as if you dress as Harley Quinn, you, you're not a real cosplayer. That, that that's not okay. No. That's not okay. You, you, you see the difference, right? Mm, partly. It's a gateway. I'm <laughs> joking. No, yes, I dear. I will admit I am a t- I was a terrible cosplayer one year. I just wore because <laughs> I look partly like well I, I was going to say like any white dude on a TV show. I looked a bit like Barry Allen, so I put on um does it. <laughs> He wore black Converse, grey sweatpants, and a Star Labs jumper. So I just got a Star Labs jumper, spiked my hair up a bit, wore Jacob's Converse, and wore my grey sweatpants. I was like, technically counts as cosplay. That's and cosplay. He, and he was like, oh, you're so annoying. <laughs> well, just, that counts as cosplay. You don't have to you, go just, crazy. Make a little effort, make a little nod. That's, just that's relatively bit, clever cosplay, It's just actually. supposed to be a bit of fun, in it, really? Exactly. And then, you know, now I'm dressing up as... Spider-Man for I was going to say for money but that sounds kind of bad you know for children's parties and stuff like that mm-hmm. it's good one thing actually I want to shout out this because uh, th- this is taking a massive tangent tornado but it's still comic related so it's cool of course there's this amazing uh, company in Arizona it's like AZ Comic Care and interestingly I found this place out ye- uh, a few years ago because um, this random Spider-Man followed me on... F- random Spider-Man cosplayer followed me, and he was like, AZ Peter Parker. And I said, oh, this is cool. I'll f- like, have a look back. And he had some really cool cosplays. So, oh, sweet. 
Um, and this was the first time I was like, oh, people can sort of do professional cosplay. This is kind of cool. And they, uh, at AZ Comic Care, do this incredible thing where, like, they'll dress up as characters and they'll go into hospitals and give out comics. Oh, that's amazing. And it's something I really want to do here and call it, like, caring through comics or, See, or wherever I See, that's the way up. people should be behaving exactly. rather than being it's really judgy. Cute. And it's a good way, like... Because I feel like if I was at the hospital, like sometimes it's like people give gifts or like they'll give books or something. But if you really imagine Spider Man giving you comics of Spider Man, that would be cool. how cool would that be? But that's the thing: if you're that passionate about cosplay, then in a focus way. your passion for good rather yeah. than just bitching. And those new people as well, show them new ways to do cosplays. Like, oh, I see you doing Harley Quinn. There's a cool like one I've seen or something, or a cool one I've done in the past. So just talking, he's like, oh, yeah. how, how many is it? Like you know. Just be friendly is what we're saying. For real. Friendly, not foes. Oh, Spider-Man friend or foe was a great game. But yeah, <laughs> we're going back to the news. Yes, Don't worry. News. Don't worry, we've only got two pieces left, so it will all be <laughs> all be over soon. Unless you're loving the news. I'm loving the news. I like the news. Um, HBO Watchmen, October 20th. It's happening. I They've gave a date. I'm excited. Woo! Do, do we have a British a, release date? There's time on the clock. Do we have a British release date? Uh, I'm not sure. HBO, though. So I, I, October, I, I so fear yeah. that this will be um, another one that creates the uh, the usual Mark Grant. The, puff. the, the usual puff Mark Grant. And the puff that will blow the house down. Did you just call me a puff? No. I said you're going to huff and puff and I, blow your house down. I, I know, dear. You know, like the free... I know, dear. The free... Hate crime. Did you just hate crime me? Oh, my God. Ah, three pigs in a wolf. I was like, three bears and Goldilocks. No, that's the wrong But no, I'm very excited. And I... This may be the comic book show that I can convince my partner to watch with me. Maybe. 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 (laughs) Keep us updated. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe Week one. He's still not seen it. (laughs) Week 72. There there is something coming up that we're both looking forward to, and I can't remember what it is. Is it comic book related? No, I don't think so. Ah, oh, we'll leave it then. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah. But well, yeah, I'm very excited. I really like Watchmen. And the thing is, the film was great, but I'm looking forward to a new take. Yeah, yeah. And it'll be interesting to see where they go with it as well. And whether like, or not they have a giant octopus. Exactly. And it's a, <laughs> it's a long um, it's a longer story format, isn't it? So they can focus on the nitty gritties. Because some people were like, oh, they miss... Like, sometimes the films, but oh, they missed this out, or they missed whatever out. And with this, they might have to add stuff. They might have to do, like... Did you ever read the... I think it's, like, before Watchmen comics or whatever, like, the preludes um, he did. They were, I read the Rorschach one, but I didn't read any of those because I didn't enjoy the Rorschach yeah, one. Yeah, I was going to say, they were, like, mi- received m- mixedly. Yeah, it was mixed. Yeah. Nudging towards bad. Bad. <laughs> and then Doomsday Clock's happening recently, and it's, you know, it's supposed to be finished in two years ago, but... I mean, I think I'll, once once Doomsday Clock's finished, I might read it all in collected. Yeah, that was my plan two years ago. <laughs> <laughs> well, quite. Uh, and what was probably around two years ago was uh, Dark Knight Returns, the third one. Maybe uh, even more. And now they're doing... I put Dark Knight Returns again with Dark Knight Returns, The Golden Child, and it's focusing on former Robin, uh, Carrie Kelly in her new role as Batwoman, as well as two children of Superman, Lara and Jonathan Kent. Why is there a fourth one? The second one was poorly received. The third one was even more poorly received. Can Frank Miller just chill? Like, he did a good one. Just He obviously made money off the two sequels, so 
they want to make some more money. It's, it's, forgive, forgive me, but my cynical hat got put on again. I might get a physical cynical hat yes. and put it on. Hey, you don't know. You, I will put a physical cynical hat on now. That's. That, I just threw a pen at him. That, 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 For that's all they know, it could be a hat. That's not a hat. Maybe your headphones are the hat. Maybe. The headphones put but, on. Um, maybe yeah, take but, them off. And then you won't be able to hear me as well. So, that, you know, best which, of both worlds. Yeah, that'd be a boon. But the, the, the first. Batman Returns, uh, Batman, Dark Knight Dark Returns, Night was Exceptional. arguably one of the very greatest, one of the best or one of the best comic books of all time. I was going to... It's, it's got to be top ten. You did a big pause and he's like, is he going to say Batman story or comic story? It, and it's got to be... Rhett, right. It's got to be top ten. Yeah, top it's ten. huge. It's And the stuff it's inspired sublime. as well. It's inspired so much of Batman's, like, af- like afterwards in film... In yeah. television, in comic, again, like so many and, people have read that and gone. Oh, and at the time, this it was completely original. It was completely original too. Yeah. It was no one had thought what would happen if Spider Man was sixty. No one had thought what would happen if Iron Man was sixty. And then they did it, and Spider Man killed Mary Jane with his. Yeah, all right, but what I'm saying is, specimen. I'm, what I'm saying is that the Dark Knight Returns take, yeah. was the first, really, the first time that they ever did something like that a and big what if yeah and it yeah and it's brilliant it's brilliant you can also get action figures of it you know in like b&m bargains how mad is that like i remember going around b&m bargains and seeing dark knight return action figures like, whoa that's crazy and obviously like it has been a big impactful thing but no one's talking about the second one no one's talking about the third one the second one was Why okay the one? third one was was, was the third one master race or something. uh yeah it was not it wasn't very good but Why? the just and and, and the, the girl Robin, whose name I've already forgotten, Carrie Kelly. She was great. She was good in the first one, yeah. And it was again that was edgy having a, a female Robin. So maybe, may, maybe they can pick it up. Do you really and the fourth think, one will be good? Do you really think it's going to go good, bad, bad, good? I have no idea. I have no idea. I'm trying not to be cynical. Usual cynical me, but. I don't think it's going to be that hard. good. And Frank Frank Miller, when he's when he's hot, he is the hottest. Yeah, but, but when he's cold, he's as cold just, as ice. It's just disappointing, mate. It's just True. disappointing because he can be so good. So that's the news for this week. Uh, if you've got any thoughts or feelings on uh, the news we've discussed, um, feel free to join our Facebook discussion group. Let us know your thoughts and feelings on there. Or you know, you can go to Mark's favorite uh, social media. Instagram and post yourself a picture. Ugh, we don't Twitter. have an Instagram. Go to Twitter and um, yeah, like your Instagram. Twitter thoughts shared on there. Yeah, tweet at me. Hashtag all that. Yeah, tweet me at Mark Adams HC or Mark, tweet yeah. the show at GOTW Radio. So let's go to the next part of the show. Uh, so this is going to be we're going to do two parts of Paul Pass. This is last week's books, and then in the second part we're going to talk about this week's books. That's right. Let's go. Still got that remix. I'm turning down my headphones. It's time for pull or pass. Now, to explain pull or pass, I'm going to give you all a scenario to picture in your head. So, you go into a local comic book store. Let's say Traveling Man, because they sponsor this show, and more specifically, this part of the show, pull Smooth or pass. Smooth silk, crazy. Oh, thank you. So, you walk into... Traveling man, either in Manchester, Newcastle, York, or Leeds, <laughs> you pick up a comic book. 
Let's say you're feeling what was big this week. You want to find out more about Suicide Squad and who these many, many actors could portray. You pick up a Suicide Squad, maybe one, two, three, five, seventy-two. Who knows? You go to pay for it. The lovely cashier will say, do you want to add this to your pool? And you're like, oh, what's this? Basically, a pool sort of like a subscription service, but less intense, less like, you need to set up a direct debit, you need to be here every week. Whenever another Suicide Squad book comes out uh, of that series, they'll basically put it behind the desk for you to keep in like, you get like a little folder, it's kind of nice. Um, but you can take stuff on and off your pool however you feel, and you can pick it up whenever you want. You can pick it up every Wednesday when new comic books are out, or like once a month for payday, or every so often maybe when you're in town maybe you don't live in these local areas but you visit them occasionally like hopefully more than once a year because if you come in once a year for your pull it's going to be very big but it's going to be a big pull don't um, do, don't do that but the good, th- the good thing with pulls are is if say if you know something's coming out like cuz they um comic book publishers will do solicitations like months in advance like marvel just did their 2020 like stuff coming out in then which oh, can't even think about that it's too far in the future. Um, so if you say if you know something's going to come out, you can say, oh, can I put this on my pool like it's a series I'm looking forward to? And it's really good to do that because there's so many comic books. Not every comic book, so I can't get every comic book in the world. It'd be impossible. I, ch- I dare any of you geeks to try and find a comic book store that does. There may be one. Actually, no. I'm going to go on a limb and say there's none. But basically... Uh, to, Certainly not in Britain. To bring it back to this show, um, we usually read free comics sometimes more this occasion is more because like i said before we're doing two weeks of it so it's three plus three which is six that uh, that, that is good quick maths, maths. It, it's like you've got a degree, a degree in it or something oh, only half a degree in it <laughs> so we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna talk about free comics and we're gonna yeah discuss them a bit and say whether they be on our pull or our pass um, sometimes we like to do interesting uh, takes as well on this, and that's what we're going to do with this first um, first week, because we picked up two DC books, and we're not usually one for repeating uh, publishers. You're not. But there was two books out, both with the title um, Year of the Villain, and I was like, hmm, surely it, this year can only belong to one villain so the first one was dc year of the villain the riddler the other one was year of the villain lex luthor so just to break the format um mark with this just in retrospect you can talk about your feelings on both books after afterwards um to start off with you have to pick whose year it is is it the year of Lex, or is it the year of the Riddler? Because I know both of these are probably something you're going to pass on. So we're going to ignore that question altogether. And the question really is, whose year is it? But first, I'll let you discuss um, both books. I'll let you choose whichever you one you want. No, I'm going to pass on them. I do, because it's D- it's DC, <laughs> and it's. Um, I don't always pass on DC. I like their Black Label stuff, and I've always been a huge fan of Vertigo. I have DC stuff on my pull, but you're right, it isn't their main superhero line. Yes. So I have a feeling it's going to be a, a pass for you. Well, I just know you. Which one do you want to discuss first? Uh, that's, I left it up to you. Well, let's have a look at the Riddler. Go on then. That's the one I read first, actually, which is... Right, so... You've read me Right, mine. so first things first. I'm I, a realist. I thought that King Tut was cre- a creation just for the campy Adam West 
Batman. I oh, didn't no. realise that he was actually oh, no. a Batman it's character. It's a real thing. It's amazing. Is Egghead a real Batman baddie yes. as well? Yes. All of them. Condiment King, the full shebang. Amazing. Ridiculous. So um, this is the first time I've read a comic book with King Tut in. And um, that, that did make me smile quite a lot. Uh, particularly King Tut's house. King Tut's house was amazing. An Egyptian... (laughs) The thing is, if you don't know King Tut, he's this ridiculous character who's basically Egyptian themed. Yeah, he's... he's... And all his, like, set-ups and all his all that is all Egyptian-based. And it's sort of like... It's supposed to be like... Um, an exaggeration of what the Riddler's doing. Like, the Riddler's like, you'd be a great villain if you didn't focus so much on the gimmick of the riddle. And that's sort of like Riddler's story here. It's like, I need to move past... Like, Lex Luthor appears in this and he's like, you need to look past the gimmick. Like, go away from the gimmick and you might actually beat Batman. And King Tut is like that symbolic of, like, the extreme of a gimmick, if that makes sense, and him going, yeah, he's a bit silly. Yeah, I, I, I did like it. And I was like, have they bought King Tut in? Even though he's never actually been in the comic book. So now I know that he was actually in the comic book. So yeah. that, that kind of makes... A, Still, King Tut. Um, one of the, my favourite bits was the, <laughs> the Riddler, when he talks about, like, oh, one attempt to try went really wrong. And he goes, that Batman, you have to choose between these two doors. One, I am behind one. The other, behind the other one, is a man-eating lion. And he goes, you'll never guess. And then <laughs> from one door, you just hear, raw. <laughs> just made me, I had to stop reading. Because <laughs> I was just like... That's brilliant. It did this. You know what? It's funny that you mentioned it. This issue reminded me a lot of like an Adam West storyline. But then if they took like a serious it approach was of quite it, like campy, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I'll let you continue with your thoughts. Um, well, the um, the Riddler really reminded me of how Mysterio's been portrayed recently in um, Spider Man. Yeah, that um could be. Really a major player and really sinister and really scary, but has basically done it to himself and made himself a parody. Yeah, yeah. And I, again, it's good storytelling. That it really was. I, I did think it was good storytelling, and um, there was a line that really um, hit you hard. Really hit me hard, and uh, I've been thinking about death a little more since I trained in funerals as a, as a funeral celebrant. Um, and it isn't something to be scared of. It isn't something to be um, to, to it's, that should be a taboo. But it it will always be a slightly unpleasant subject to discuss, you know. But um, so comics. <laughs> well, th- th- there was a line in this comic: uh, "Life is a process of saying goodbye to ourselves," Ooh. which I really, really liked, and I thought that was really deep. And I may actually steal for some of my funerals. <laughs> so um, thank you, Riddler, for. Um, Are you going to quote it every time? Well, the Riddler. You're the villain. I'm not going to say Riddler. I'm going to look at what the um, the writer's name is and quote him potentially. The Riddler. He's not the Riddler. What's the who wrote it? Uh, Russell. Russell. There Something we go. Russell. There we go. So I'll quote. Maybe, First name Russell. It's a really nice. Um, oh, Mark Russell. Mark Russell. It's a really nice line that made me think. Perhaps more because of what I do than I might have done 12 months ago. But it was yeah. I, I thought it was that I thought it was pretty deep. And there was a lot to like about this book. There was. It's also sort of like you can relate it to sort of like growing up as well as like saying bad to your past self or something. And like it works. This is used quite a lot with superheroes as well as like when a superhero goes through a transition like you got your Robins to your Nightwings. 
it is saying goodbye to the Robin and it's sort of yeah. like that whole thing. So maybe it's time for him to say goodbye to like the, the I was going to say the Joker kind of Riddler, but not that, but you can't say it like that because yeah. the parody version of Riddler and be like, no, it's time for a bit more serious. Less Jim Carrey in as the Riddler, more Jim Carrey's cable guy. Huh. That's a very uh, wow. serious and scary villain. But the, um, the, the Riddler continuing on doing what he does but getting rid of the Riddler gimmick it's a huge deal the Riddler is one of the most famous Batman villains he's been in films in high profile films he was a big deal in the Adam West one and you know if someone says name five Batman villains you will always have Joker yeah but in your top most people if you have to name five will say the Riddler yeah yeah and so the fact that they are changing him up and he is quitting as the Riddler is it's a big deal Batman's biggest villain himself well, yes, From that's a little that. bit meta. Um, so I'm, I'm definitely curious about what, what they're going to go for what, from yeah. here because uh, Robin to Nightwing was a huge deal, and I think Riddler to Trinko get a new name R two point or whatever he's going to yeah, be. Yeah, Trinko's going to get a new name, or Trinko just stick with the Riddler because he's he's got a whole question mark on him. Yeah. Like, it's kind of hard to step away from that. And I loved Lex's line with that whole thing. It's like, you think the question mark is like something with a full stop, but it's not. It's like a whole, it talks how it's like a circle yeah. and you're going round. And there was like deep messages in this when I was like, I was reading this going, oh, okay. Because I did think, because it was like so many Year of the Villains, I was like, oh, is this going to be like a gimmick where they just focus oh, on the villain? it's definitely a gimmick. But it's... um. But it's good that well they're doing. It's good that they're doing well-told stories with the gimmick. If that makes yeah, sense. I think this was really well done. The Riddler one was really well done, and um, I am curious where they go here. I think he would benefit. He would benefit from a name change, like Robin to Nightwing did. Yeah, and th- he will always be the Riddler, but he uh, now identifies as R two point or whatever he's going to be. In the same way that everyone R2. knows that Nightwing was yeah was Robin was Robin, yeah. but he is now Nightwing, and that's part of the interesting thing about the Nightwing character is that he will never ever truly step out of the shadow of being Robin however much he wants to be Nightwing and I think doing what's that a, from a villain's perspective yeah. I think that's fascinating what's a more grown up version of a, of a riddle like once you get a riddle what's the next step as an adult um, I don't think riddles are that childish to be fair I can never do riddles I'm good. What? I don't think there is a puzzle or a, <laughs> a Sudoku. Sudoku. We both came up with the same gag. He's going to be called Sudoku. He's going to be called Sudoku. That's and it's kind of hard with your name being Ed Nigma. Enigma. Is his name Ed Nigma? Edward Nigma. Yeah. Good grief. Did you not read that? Like, it's a big. Obviously, like, it's it's a hard thing to get past because it it's years and years of him having that name. I think it's brilliant. To be fair, boys. <laughs> It's no so one in the world legitimately <laughs> has the surname Nigma. Should we Google it? <laughs> there, is no, there is no one. There's with the got to be someone Nygma. who's got the nickname Nigma. It's a terrible surname. There's no Dave Nigma. Dave Nigma. There's no Dave Nigma. What? what, what uh, anyway, Dave. Nygma. Well, the thing is, here's another uh, question to keep you going. Mm. The Riddler sort of like it's you know he tells riddles. The Joker he tells jokes. Do you think he needs the name change if he's just like because when the Joker stops telling jokes and just becomes a more serious villain, um, he's still called the Joker. It's just that he's serious. Do you think they could do that where he is serious? Um, well, with the name Ed Nigma, there's no reason no. why he can't <laughs> just be called Enigma or Ed Nigma or just Nigma. Call me Nigma. Does anyone have the last name Nigma? No, I don't think anyone does, and I think. 
I think Nigma is probably quite a problematic word that they oh, probably wait. shouldn't be. Nigma surname meanings origins and distribution. Good grief. There is a Nigma family. Wow. Oh, I'm being offered a DNA test here. Oh, it is all over the place. Oh, no. Wow. There's not that many in the UK. Oh, no, there's some in the UK. Um, in England, uh, there's a ratio of one in 55 million with the last name. <laughs> That's <laughs> the last name quite Nigma. a rare surname. In Canada, oh, it just says how many people are in there. So in Canada, there's three. Uh, there's 47 in the United States of America. That's still pretty rare. Uh, Mexico has one. Brazil that, has two. That, that, that's fine. You've proved me India, wrong. India has 22. That's fine. You've proved me Kazakhstan wrong. Kazakhstan has seven. Right, okay. That's that's lovely. Uzbekistan. Please don't Nine. go through Wait, all there's the, the last countries one. in the world. There's the last one. Russia. Have a guess. Ten. 167. Right, okay. So anyway. So there you go. But, There's a bit of information. But, you know, he could be Enigma or something like that. Yeah. But um, yeah, Enigma. fascinating. But the... I'm, le- I'm led to believe that these are one-shots, right? Lex Luthor. Well, yes. So how do I read more about what happens to the Riddler after this? Oh, I thought you meant... Um, I believe it's going to be like a continuing series. So like the Year of the Villain came out a while back. And this is sort of like going to be... Like they did a Year of the Villain as one. Interestingly, it's an issue you passed up upon. Um, actually, you didn't pass on his in pull or pass. Like I was like, oh, we can do three DC books this week. And you want like, me? Um, but we'll get we'll move past that. So they did a year of the villain book, and I think they're just like continuing onwards. But these are sort of like one shots to be like, this is what this person's doing. So if you want to read more about Enigma, the Riddler, read Year of the Villain, and he's going to be more. His story's going to be more on that because it it the whole thing is Lex, this new hybrid Lex is recruiting more and more people through these one-shots. So this is him recruiting uh, the Riddler. Not King Tut, though. Not King Tut. I can sort of see why. So, <laughs> if I'm, I'm honest. I am So if you want to read more of this, it would be reading The Year of the Villain. Which is a shame, because I'm very much interested in this storyline. I'm very much interested in the Riddler moving yeah. on from it the might, Riddler. It might be like a miniseries as well. Yeah, so... Preying on popularity. Depending... Uh, it, it, you can't really say pull or pass on a one-shot, but the not, where you, the Riddler not, is going, I'm interested in it. And if there was a book that was just that, yeah, I would very much be interested in that. Well, you but forgot, that's a little bit of a spoiler about what I thought about the Lex Luthor one. You, but um, forgot, I am interested in this storyline and what happens to the Riddler and how he progresses nice. from what happened in this comic book. Very much so, in fact. If this was the start of a regular series, I would have pulled yeah. it. Well, luckily for you, we're not doing pull or pass for these two. These oh, yeah. two, are, you, you're picking whose year it is to be the year of the villain. So, Lex Leifer, let's move on to this. I had a feeling you weren't going to be on board with this because I was less on board with this than the Riddler, and I know your opinions on DC, and I know your opinions on multiverses and I've got, deeper I've got knowledge. one thing to say. This hey. is just for DC's loyal fans. I was completely confused. I wouldn't even say it's for DC's loyal fans because... Uh, I, well, I wasn't confused. I was just sort of like, I'm good. <laughs> nah. Because this is what they they do this gimmick quite a bit. They do like alternative worlds and it's just, it's basically, they do really good ones with them. Like they've done like Superman Red Sun or they've done like, what happens if Superman was adopted by Bruce Wayne's fan, by the Waynes instead of, and they do like right. good what ifs. And they've also done stuff where like, 
what happens if Batman had Flash's powers? And they did a whole series, and it's where the Batman who laughs came from, where Batman was going to different Earths and basically seeing how useless he was because all these other Batmen had superpowers. There was a Batman that was Superman. There was a there's a Bruce Wayne that was Flash and all that. And this is essentially like Lex Luthor. I feel like flexing, going like going to these other Earths and being like, "I'm the best Lex." No, I'm the best Lex or whatever. Um, and obviously we see Lex is like Batman. We see, like we see Lex in a number of lights. Well, the, 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 right here's the thing: the the Spider Verse has some real charm, some humour, yeah. and um, even though the, in a lot of places they're very new characters, they they all they already work because I know Spider Man better than I know Lex Luthor. Yeah, and I, I will acknowledge that. It's my knowledge of Spider-Man that uh, allows me uh-huh. to enjoy the Spider-Verse more. I I also couldn't feel, get on with this. I also feel like with Spider like with Spider-Man and uh, like the Spider-Verse, you you need basic knowledge of Spider-Man. Just sort of like, well, not even that. Like the film just showed how universal it really is. Like it's just getting on board with like everyone sort of knows. Oh, it's the usual bite, but just seeing. I feel like Spider-Man's more of a symbol that people know just in pop culture, whereas Lex Luthor is really... It's really hard to unless you're a DC fan. But then what makes it even harder is I can get on board with seeing, uh, like, different versions of Lex. What confused me a bit was obviously this Lex that's going around clearly isn't the reg- your regular store Lex. It's a Lex who's very similar to Doctor Doom, but he's got all... Like, he had a very similar outfit to him. But he's got all these different... He's got all these different powers now, and I was just like, okay, maybe I should have read something before this. Um, Which you get off that, and you don't get off the Riddler book, which I will put in the Riddler's favour. The thing is with this book, it does what it does really well is it encapsulates the Lex Luthor character. And I mentioned Doctor Doom, very similar characters who sort of like, they use their money to try and develop power, and they think they deserve the power, they should be in charge because they know the right solutions to, you know, the superheroes have all these great powers, but they, they, he feels like they're using it wrong. And I get that, and I like that that's what they're going for, and that's how he's doing his villainous um, journey. It's very... It fits the character well. I'm sure it it's, does. It's just one of them where it's just like... Even for me, I was like... Um, I was getting on board with it, but I was like, this is probably the only one I'm going to read. And this is like... Yeah, I think it's... it's It probably is a good book for people who know dc better than i do no i don't well, even i wouldn't even say it's people who know no? dc i feel it's people who like are invested either in lex or like maybe this story in particular like i feel like it's a let if you're a fan of lex luther then this is your book because i'm a fan of dc but like other characters do you know what i mean like it's but everyone like, who's got a vague knowledge of comic books has heard of Lex Luthor and knows his basic shtick I've, I felt like you needed to know more than just his basic shtick for this which wasn't the case well, with the Riddler book well I feel like you you think like that but I don't think it's the case because when you think of Lex like yeah we've seen him on TV we've seen him in films but like we've not seen him as much as I think we've seen the Riddler more and you've seen like Joker more and like Lex is very much a you have to have some comic knowledge, I feel like, beyond yeah. beyond movies. Which I do, I do, um, but not much. <laughs> but, like, it is just that sort of, like, he's very opposed to Superman, and I feel like maybe if you're into Superman, this is, like, Superman and Lex, and it's your, your book, but it's very much like... And 
don't get me wrong, there are comic books out there where it's just like, you need to know this character because yeah. it's their series. And yeah. this is this is that case, like, Year of the Villain seems to be Lex's series, so fair play. Like, no hint on the book. Like, yeah, maybe you should know more about Lex, and that's fair enough. Um, I just feel with the comparison with... Because um, going into this, I did not know Lex was the leader of this thing, and it should have made sense when I picked up the Riddler book and Lex was in that as well. I was like, oh, so he's the one who's threading it all together. But, yeah, I just feel like, as Year of the Villains, it's it's bizarre. So I think we've both answered the question. The art was great. I'm I'm, I'm finding positive in it. The art was great. I really, I thought the art was better in this than it was in the Riddler book as well. I I liked a lot of the art. The the, the green man, whose name I can't remember, was particularly cool. Oh, the Martian Manhunter version of Superman. Yeah, yeah. There was some great, there was some great, great picture, like, some great, great images and stuff. That I did like the art, and that did save it a little bit for me while I was sat there just going, "Huh." I think it. I, th- I think for the positives, it's a great Lex book, and it's good for Lex, but it does require that Lex knowledge. The Batman Luther was cool. Yeah, that was really cool because they are very close to one another. They both have big companies. They both got a lot of money. Yeah, and uh, yeah, they're very close to being one another. You know, there were things to like, but I, I think... like that he called Alfred Fred as well. It showed the slight difference. Yeah, and I think if they'd done a gentler, more simpler alternative reality Batman Lex Luthor comic book, that would have been great. An alternative reality yeah. Superman Martian Manhunter comic book, that might have been great. But all this rammed together and confusing and based around Lex Luthor... I struggled with that. I think it would just be this issue, though, because this issue was just showing him killing all the other Lexes. And then, and now when the story moves on, it's going to be focused on all the villains. So I wouldn't say this is a discredit to the Year of the Villain story. I think the Year of the Villain story would be good because it will be focusing on each individual, like, you know, the villain story altogether. Whereas this one, it was like, right, we're very much focusing on Lex. Yeah. And the Riddler was, we're very much focusing on the Riddler. So I feel like... This isn't a discredit to the Year of the Villain, and it isn't a discredit to this book either, because it is what it says on the tin. It's a Lex Luthor book, and... Yeah, and I think the Year of the Villain, you've got to look at it as an event. And yeah. These two books are tiny nice. microcosms within it. Yeah, The exactly. Lex one is probably more important, even though the Riddler one I thought was significantly better. Yeah. And significantly, significantly more user-friendly yeah. and uh, I think they're both there welcoming if, yeah. to newbies. They're both there if you want them to be there yeah and I think the year of the villain as as an event could be ve- something very very special if it makes a lot of changes and makes a lot of interesting yeah. storylines like the Riddler's one it's just I didn't engage with the Lex Luthor one whereas other people might have done and that might have been the their favourite area of year of the villain you know so you're saying the year of the villain goes to Riddler well no it's clearly to Lex because the whole series is based on him I doesn't meant... mean the comic's better no that's what I meant you thought the book was better. Oh, the one that I liked best was yeah. was clearly Riddler by yeah. a country mile. Yeah, I, I found it. That's what I meant. I found it really entertaining and really fascinating. That, and, um, that was my twist on Paul Pass. It was uh, Year of the Villain. Do well, you like Lex? Or well, like, like I said, uh, absolutely not on Lex Luthor. But I would, if if that was a limited series of the Riddler, I would definitely have been reading that. I would have pulled yeah. that. So what I might do is I might wait for Year of the Villain to finish and see if I can just read the Riddler bits. <laughs> Just imagine if there was like just ripped parts of pages. <laughs> no, but so always slightly in this scene. No, but there might be a way to do <laughs> make it. Make a scrapbook you know? version of it. Yeah, there might be a way to do it. There might no. be technology. 
Mm, we have the technology. We can maybe. rebuild the comic book. In, in a way, I think it's a shame that something as um, quite cataclysmic for that character, something really kind of like role-defining and different for that character, could get lost in the year of the villain. Mm. No, because I feel like it'd be a big part of it. I also, feel like, because Lex is literally just going to be the leader, and I can't see Lex's story progressing much. And I feel like, yeah, the other because Lex is... Lex is that one villain who takes himself serious, doesn't do gimmicks. So it depends who other villains he reaches out to as well, I guess. Yeah. And what their stories are. But yeah, it's not always the leader of the series that gets the most character developed as well. Found that out. Big time. True that. Big times. Now, big time character developments over here with the next book. We're looking at Marvel's King 4. Now this is a... Seven years in the making, Jason, Aaron, and Esad Ribic reunite for the conclusion of their four stories. So these these two have been doing exceptional stuff with four. Um, Jason Aaron's now on Avengers and sort of telling that story, but this is sort of like the the four we've been getting with like um, the transition from Odinson to Lady Four. I forgot her name. What's her name? Well, she's Valkyrie now. Do you mean... Um, no, um, Jane Foster. Jane Foster, she's Valkyrie now. Yeah, yeah. But that, that's the story um, they've, been go- they've been going with. So mm. this is sort of like, you know, seven years in the making. It's all this. And it sort of like takes place more in the future. Mm. There's a lot of like... Foreign Loki sibling rivalry is still at fault. They're like so old. They're like... like way past where uh, Odin was at the time. Yeah. King Thor's now a grandfather. Uh, he's got three girls of thunder and Loki's like here to end the universe and there's a lot of in this book there's a lot of um it's the sibling rivalry again but there's a lot of stuff where it's like they're trying to make each other they're really trying to hurt each other. You know when you have a fight with your sibling yeah. and you say really mean things that you don't mean. I feel like there's a lot of this in uh, this because yeah. like Loki's like you'll regret the day you didn't kill me and Thor's like oh I find I have to kill him and all this and then it's like um, that, um, dad died because of me um, because I told him like I was um, I think Loki was like yeah was like dad died because of me I whispered to him about all the things I used to do and he used to have nightmares and then Thor was like mum never loved you and it's like whoa I think this is a lot more bleak than Thor has been certainly on the screen recently yeah yeah and um in the I, I remember reading 90s Thor and Loki was pretty pretty damn evil in the 90s stuff yeah uh, and I, I know I'm always going on about um, Eric Masterson but that was a storyline that happened because Loki did something so bad that Thor um, Thor killed him and got banished. Mm. And, um, uh, yeah, if my memory serves. But I think it was something to do with Thor getting revenge on Loki for doing something really bad that meant that Thor got banished, which is why Eric Masterson became Thor for a while. Yeah. Um, but Loki has not been portrayed in comics or... Um, Films. Or films as irredeemably evil for quite a long time, and now they're bringing it. They're bringing and it back with this book, which it's is... a very different portrayal of Loki, where he is just, just consumed by bitterness and evil, yeah. and that's really, really bleak and pretty brave. I thought, because, yeah, exactly, because you know, cheeky Loki is very, very popular right now. We, yeah, we, we yeah. read a Loki, Loki where a Loki, Loki one about. 
it was about six months ago now, yeah. where he was he was kind of like he was in Vegas and he was being cheeky and cheeky naughty. Chappy. And, yeah, and this is and that's what it looks like nasty. the TV the TV show is going to be like. It's going to yeah. be like him going oh, yeah, up. Absolutely. But this was like. Even like the image of him, this is not a beautiful Tom Hiddleston looking. This is like a almost witch like, like you know, you've got yep. the black, and it's the details I think on there through the art complementing the story. The art the deta- is beautiful. Like the details are like the black sort of veins coming through. I Thor looks epic. He looks a lot like Odin because he's got the eye patch and he's got one missing arm. He's yeah. still got a sword. He's got a sword and a that, like, that's, that's clearly deliberate. That is right. history repeating itself kind of yeah. thing. And history repeats itself. Trying. But I mean, I know that's relatively tropey, but it's it's still very well done. It's good, here, yeah. I think it's one of them, and it's sort of like the whole destiny sort of thing. And it's like Thor's got a lot of regret in there as well because he feels like. His whole mission is like saving Midgard, saving like all the realms, and he like he's coming to the point where he's like, "I'm gonna die a failure and all that," and it's like he gets so so bleak, so so bleak. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Have you got any more thoughts? Four thoughts. Um, Thor thoughts. Yeah, four thoughts. Um, yeah, I, I I really was enjoying this book, but the ending, the, the cliffhanger, just felt a little bit. Oh, like, and it, a little bit lame. Yeah, they brought back the because they talk about how he beat this almighty butcher, and then he comes like, like spoiler, he comes back, and it's like uh, it was predictable, and it was a bit lame, and I, I I don't feel like I didn't see it as predictable. I just thought, oh, I thought we got past this. Do you know what yeah, I mean? I it, thought they'd bring someone new or someone. Yeah, it was, and yeah, it was. I liked the Thor and Loki stuff. I didn't like the Thunder Girl stuff so much. I was gonna ask. I was like, out of the three, who is your favorite? <laughs> Girls of Thunder. I couldn't tell you. Uh, the tell you their names. <laughs> no, I wasn't particularly interested. I was in expecting them. more from him because when you get introduced to him, you're like, oh, this would be cool. Seeing like three, like, and maybe they're like, because you're doing this sibling rivalry, maybe they start to have a sibling rivalry because it's the mm. three trying to. And maybe that's the direction they'll go with once maybe. they move past it, but there was nothing at the start that made me go, oh, okay. Because so, I think for me, I like bleak stuff. I always have, and I, I thought this was brave with how they made Loki so vile. And I was, I was on board. I was on board, and then it was a little bit of an anticlimax with the ending. So, I, like I've said for a while now, I'm quite cautious with what I put on my pull. This is a. It was close, but I think this is a read it when it comes to trade. Yeah, pick, pick it up when it I seems. can when it's complete. It needs to be something very special for me to pull it now because I can't afford to put much more on my pull, <laughs> simply put. And, and no, if money was no object, eh? If money was no object, I'd probably pull it, yeah. Yeah. I do like the... Because uh, they always, at the end of like an issue, have like a next dot, 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 and then it's like an image. The image is like Thor holding Loki up and Loki with it. Like, they are attacking and it's them at each other's necks again, so it makes yep. you think like, oh, uh, maybe it's going to be one of them. And it's... It'd be interesting to see if it's one of them where it's like, oh, they have to see, they have to work past their differences to beat this, um, you know, God Slayer of Gods, or if they're just going to be like, nope. Even despite that, there's too much bitterness. Um, yeah, be interesting to go. Um, for me personally, it's one of them where like it was a really cool thing to read, and I've been really keen to get on Jason Aaron's four run. But I feel like I'm seven years too late at the moment. I don't want to read the conclusion yeah. before. Um, I mean, that's it. Might be like worth just 
going back on a few trades and seeing the full story run, I've especially read, the Jane Foster stuff. That I've read the Jane Foster run. Stuff I'm down for. It's, it was something I've always wanted to put on the trade-off, actually. The yeah. Jane Foster run I really enjoyed. Um, I think you'll enjoy that. It was really well done. Yeah, and I'm a big fan of the, the pair's work um, on stuff that they've done it was nice elsewhere. And, like, reading the Avengers stuff Jason Aaron's done has been really It was cool. nice and old school as well, Since because there was, a, there was you know, remember Thor was Journey into Mystery. And for the first... I think 12 or so issues it was the mystery of who is the female Thor yeah and obviously you've lost that now because you know it was Jane Fonda Foster not Jane Fonda Jane, Jane, Jane Foster uh, but when I was reading it I didn't and um, who it, could it be it, it was a, yeah and I, yeah. I, I thought it was Sif I was wrong uh, that makes so, a lot of sense. Um, I feel like they've done something similar but they like teased, the past, that, it, they teased yeah. that it was Sif but it wasn't Sif and um, it's it really did kind of give you a mystery in Journey into Mystery, which I really liked. Yeah. So the the the, um, the Goddess of Thunder run is definitely worth reading. It's interesting as well. Like I'm surprised with this four four that it's Love and Thunder, which great title. But I'm surprised they didn't do the Journey into Mystery as one of their ti- like the titles for that like, if they were going into the Jane Foster run. But I guess this one's. Oh, this sort of could have been added onto news. Apparently, Taika Waititi said that four is going to be a lot of the sorry. Odin's son four is going to be the focus of the film, but it's going to reintroduce yeah. Jane Foster. So maybe four or five could be Journey into Mysteries, and maybe we get all that. But yeah, those were the thoughts on um, those three books. They were from last, uh, week's, books. last week's. But let us know um, any of the books you picked up from last week, the last when, two weeks, last, when these books came out. Um, you can hit us up on Twitter, Facebook discussion group. If you've read these, we'd love to know your thoughts. Who do you think? Whose year is it for the villain? Hmm. Okay, it's time for part two of... Oh, you can do it this time. Pull or pass. I sound, well, I sounded even more, like, even less enthusiastic than you do on that thing. You were in sync with it as well. It's I was going like to listen to it a lot over the summer. It's <laughs> like, so, oh, he's still there. And you didn't do it live every week. Yeah. I somehow managed to do it live every week in... Uh, yeah, yeah. You know what I find? It's like he's in the studio with me anyway. Oh, on. is that what you'd say every time? Yeah. Small violin. Yeah. Who can say when... The... Right, let's uh, talk yeah, about part... <laughs> So, you know the format of Paul or Pass by you now. You um, <laughs> so, on this week's comics, and one comic that has been getting a lot of buzz, um, and then it sort of had a... The marketing campaign for this, yeah, got the, a bit of backfire. Yeah, the, but then uh, a bit of hype. The webs on Twitter. So there was a web with a four, and then was like, "Oh my goodness, Spider-Man four! Oh, we're even going to see it in film or at least in comic." And then there was a three, and but then people were also like, fan- "Maybe Fantastic Four and Spidey." And then there was a three, and then there was a two, and there was a one. Yeah, and like, I guess they sort of knew what they were doing. They were getting people hyped. Um, but then when the final announcement did come out that J.J. Abrams and his son Henry Abrams it was, was an were teaming up to do a Spider-Man book, I was interested in it. But I would have yeah, been... I, you inter- see, I thought it was an anticlimax. But I would have been interested in it without the countdown. Like, yeah, the yeah. countdown just made yeah. some things. But this is a book I've been really looking forward to. And if you can't tell, it's the first book we're going to talk about. It's uh, Marvel's uh, Spider-Man by J.J. Abrams, uh, Henry Abrams. They're tearing up... With uh, Sarah Pichelli. Pichelli. Um, and yeah, it's finally here. It is. It's not Spider-Man 4. What were your thoughts on um, on the book? Uh, my first my first, um, res- my first, thought was, uh, when's this set? Is it an alternative Spider-Man? And Marvel have recently had 
a page at the start of their comic books where they've explained the background, and they didn't do that with this, no, which I thought would have been very, very useful for the, a book like this. The first page is all in black, and it says Tiger, and I was like, oh, Mary Jane. I think they announced, because they did a big, big talk, J.J. Abrams, Henry Abrams, on Marvel's YouTube um, channel, and when they were doing the big promotion for the book, and I, I believe it's an else, it's an Elseworld story because it's not right. in, it's not going to be in the main continuity. So it's just sort of like the thing is with Spider-Man with most of these books, like different writers will try. A lot of the time, unless like you know it's a can like unless it's like it says Amazing Spider-Man seven hundred and bit a bit a bit actually no it's more than seven hundred like eight hundred and da 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 da. It's probably not in the main continuity. It's a no. separate book. But that we would even though you've described stuff a that nice happened, little thing would have been okay. I I understand that the tiger thing as a front page was a huge impact. I was nice. And that was very clever. I was like, oh, you've got me. Yeah, and that sort of a, like a, like the one thing I want first one point out is the panels on here were incredible. You start like the, the second page is a full page of like just like destruction going around, and then it's gone for like. It looked like usually the panels sync up really well and there's no white space, but like it's like they've moved across the panels, like yeah. like you do on a Word document, and you go, oh, it's not in the right place, so it doesn't fit. And you can see some white spaces and stuff like that. But the panels to me were really interesting because it's a different way of going about it, and it's sort of it looks very reminiscent of like a screenplay at some points. But like just where they would pop certain panels, some panels would like overlap other panels, and it's like it was an interesting read that way and a, a cool stylistic choice to go for yeah, I feel yeah I thought that and I, I found uh, the you could see a lot of white Spider-Man's broken um, the, the, his broken uh, spirit no you broke your that you broke that bone arm well that part of the arm forearm forearm Spider-Man's broken forearm I was like whoa I'm just like Spider-Man <laughs> yeah well <laughs> I didn't think about that at the time but yeah I was like whoa that's impactful right that's and the whole spoiler... It's a big thing that Spider-Man broke his arm. Yeah. And that was within, like, the first few pages. That was that was a big thing, and that was brave, and I, I, I think and it the, made the impact it meant to make. And the whole spoiler death of MJ as well, like, the whole combination of the two. Yeah. And then there's the, they do the whole two... Double-page spread, all in black, on the second page. 12 years later it's like which is very cinematic like when the it was like the five years later from the thing and it's a big it's a big deal when you've got what 22 24 pages of art to use two of them for that just to move it forward because usually it's in the corner of one of the panels you know so it's very impactful and it shows like this story is going to be all about the impact that day had on because like said like you say um peter broke his arm so he sort of gives up being spider-man obviously he fails at saving mary jane and they have a kid at the time like a young kid and now it's like yeah 12 years later it's the focus on um their son ben parker who is very ginger he's he's and he's living with aunt may yeah, as well living with aunt may and like peter's doing his thing all across the like traveling all across the world and i wonder if it's like it feels like they're going to touch into this more, but it feels like Peter sees Ben and it's really difficult for him because it brings back memories of yeah. Mary Jane and how he failed. And maybe it feels like a failure in, like, only MJ... Because he talks about it a lot in the book that, like, only MJ can actually help you out. And it's a very, like... It says it at the end, like, it gives itself a title, like, it's called, like, Spider-Man Bloodline. 
And there's a lot of focus on father and son. I was actually going to play, before I played the joke, uh, Grandmaster, I was going to play father and son as one of our songs. <laughs> because I thought it was very fitting. It's that whole sort of, there's a lot of father and son dynamics there. And I think that might be because of J.J. Abrams and Henry Abrams. Well, so father and son team yeah. on it. And it's, you know, J.J. grew up with Spidey. Imagine Henry, if you're J.J.'s son, probably grew up with Spidey and yeah, yeah. Star Wars. So maybe it's it's an interesting take. It's a very interesting take, and it's like not really the take you think it's going to take at first. No. When you see the tag, you're like, oh, maybe this is going to be a Spidey and MJ story. I was very happy they were together. I was like, oh, yeah, my heart. And then your heart goes out. Um, um, my, my heart broke. I know it's an odd thing, because Aunt May's always been very, been old, but she was clearly very, very frail, because yeah. 12 years has come on. So if she was like 70, 75 in the when when, yeah. like when when he was in his 20s they might have they might have i know said so euthanized now, her but that's so not the wrong now, word she's now 80 85 knocking 90 and she looked and they've they've done a really good job of she was always portrayed as old but they've done a really good job of making her noticeably older, older and yeah. frail with the walking stick and the stoop and they might and the new yeah. hairdo and I, she's just really old and i was like oh, and they might have, they might have de-aged her because there was an extra like spider-man was very extreme with how old they made aunt may there were some points where peter parker was 15 and aunt may was like 18 it was like whoa, whoa, whoa come on She's an aunt. He, she's her mother's like, sit like. I always sister. saw Aunt May as sixties to seventies. Yeah, whereas and, she's clearly very old. Yeah, but I feel like sometimes it is. It's very much. Actually, it depends on the age of Peter as well. But like, there's got to be something where it's like. Let's let's, let's say she was seventy. Twelve years makes her eighty-two. There's yeah. a huge difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. no, no, no. I, no, I, I'm not trying to dismiss your point. Your point's very well made. Like you can see that clearly. Like it was enough raising a Spider-Man the first time around. Yeah, and now yeah. Ben starting to get his powers. It's it was a cool reveal with him finding the Spider-Man costume because it's like, oh, he didn't like he's not known for all these years. Because I wouldn't have known how they would have broke it to their son so early on. Because the likelihood is he has those powers too. And clearly, Peter's just avoided the whole subject altogether. We we talked about King Thor being bleak, but I I think this is the bleakest thing I've read for a very long time. Yes. Well, because Peter Parker is the everyman who yeah. stands up for himself, stands up for the little person. It was very and, real. And, and he quit. Yeah. I don't think Spider-Man's made... I mean, Spider-Man quit. He has, quit in, he has quit in the past, but yeah, but he's always sort of come back to it. And that's so... The, the, if it's a redemption storyline, then good. But I, I'm not sure it is. Yeah, I, you're I, kind of hoping it is, aren't you? Like, maybe Ben tries to be the superhero and Peter and realises he's I don't he's like better. Peter defeated. You've seen him... Like, we read um, Craven's Last Hunt. Yeah, you've seen him beaten and broken, but he always comes back. Yeah, he, he, you know, he even got out of a grave in Craven's Last Hunt. Yeah, and, and, the big... and he had an absolutely harrowing time then. And he came back from uh, Gwen Stacy's death, etc., yeah. etc. Et There's, like, the Spider-Man No More thing. It's the iconic thing yeah. where he throws the suit in the bin. They, and then he comes back. They reference it in both Spider-Man 2 sequels before yeah. uh, the MCU ones. But he... It, yeah, I, I, I found this... I found this a tough read, and I, I think, I think maybe if I'd have known it was going to be so dark, if I'd have known what a little bit about it, other than Spider-Man book, I might have been ready for it. But I just, I just feel like guided those Star Wars and Star Trek movies. It's not that it wasn't well done. It's just I genuinely didn't like it. Didn't like the book. I just genuinely didn't like the book. 
from like it's t- you're like because it hurt you yeah I think so and I, I, I don't want to read it for that reason because it's what do you think it's one of those denying things it's like if I don't read it then it didn't happen to Spider-Man <laughs> well, I, mean, I, I mean I know it's an alternative universe now but I, I just it hurt it, I just don't think I want to be reading that version of Spider-Man where Spider-Man where Spider-Man quit I feel like it is one of them, like it, like you say, though, it's got to be a redemption. No, it's got to be a redemption story, but there's got. I feel like there's going to be some redemption in it, and like it's y- we're seeing Spider we're seeing Spider Man at his lowest point, and like for me, most of Spider Man's most successful stories are when Spider Man's at his lowest point, but he's quit, and it's then it goes like back. Yeah, I know what you mean, and also the other thing that jarred with me, he he's got a hook hand, he knows Reed Richards. Yeah. He knows Reed Richards personally. Reed, sort of out a mechanical arm. Yeah, but it might, like, we don't know this universe. Maybe it's, this could be a Spider-Man only universe, or this could be a uh, a universe yeah, where... Yeah. And it's also one of them, maybe he, like, he's a proud man. Maybe he's just like, no, I'm just, this is how I'm hook and he doesn't... And it's one of them, I feel like... Reed or Tony would interfere. Within 12 years, Reed or Tony Stark... Reed Richards or Tony Stark would have interfered with Peter Parker by now, I feel. I don't know, you know. I don't know, because we don't know this... We don't know the extent to this world, and it seems Maybe. like... The only characters they've referenced so far are Spider-Man, so it could be one of them where it's just Spider-Man's mm, in enough. there with him. Fair but it, it could also be a thing of, like, if it is a big expanded universe, heroes quit all the time. There's other heroes to take their place or whatever. Um, I am looking forward to seeing where this goes, because we all, like... Like I said, big story seems to start at Spider-Man's lowest low point, and then to see where they go from there. And I think the sort of like it's going to be a big turn to come back around. And it reminds me very much of sort of like Logan and stuff like that. You know how he had to learn from X twenty three what it's like to be a yeah. hero again. Maybe through his son, he learns what it is to be a hero again. Maybe. And I just hope it doesn't take something like Ma- Aunt May dying, like Aunt, or Aunt May getting really sick, and then he has to take care of her or something, or. Hopefully, Aunt May just, like, puts him in his place and be like, look, be a dad. Like, Akuna Matata. They've clearly set the tone, and it is as bleak as it gets. See, and this, it's interesting you say that. It's like how you, like, this upset me, so I don't want to read anymore. This upset me, and I want to read it so it gets better. I want to see Spider get through this, do you know what I mean? I'm there with him on the journey, which is why it's a pull for me, and also because it's Spider-Man, and it's me. We talked about Craven. The I think the the advantage of that was that you know it's a redemption story, whereas with this you don't. Yeah. You don't know what kind of a story it is yet, and I just I I, I normally really like bleak stuff, but see this should have been in my per- head. This should have been the perfect combination because you know. love bleak stuff and I love Spider Man. What, what I'm getting at is when I read Spider Man or watch Spider Man. You don't want I book. haven't gone there for bleak stuff. Yeah. I go to something like Descender or Ascender or uh, Postal or anything for bleak stuff. Yeah. I specifically go to Spider-Man for a book that isn't my usual bleak Wonderful. stuff. Well, the thing... What's a good thing is about how much Spider-Man we're getting at the moment? You read... You can get everything you want from Spider-Man. You read this for bleakness. Yeah. You go to um, Friendly Neighbourhood for a bit of fun. And then you go to Amazing Spider-Man for Crazy Goblins and all the big big hero um hero stuff so there, there is it's bringing more choice to spider-man or a different story to tell within spider-man which is yeah mm. pull for me pull pulling it all day long mm-hmm. oh my goodness what are you ready go on 
Vroom. Sorry. Uh, <laughs> the next okay. book is DC's Flash Forward. Now, this is a six-issue miniseries, and it's following the events of Heroes in Crisis. So if you've not read Heroes in Crisis, apologies. There are going to be some spoilers in this. Um, but it's a focus on Wally West. Wally West had a big story arc in Heroes in Crisis. The whole thing of Heroes in Crisis was Booster Gold and Harley Quinn. We read the first issue. Mm-hmm. I obviously loved it because it was Booster Gold and Wally was dead. And I was like, I need to find out who killed Wally. It turns out Wally killed Wally. Wally killed a future version of himself to make it look like he wasn't a suspect. But it's like he tried to do this whole thing. He tried to be the hero and he ended up killing a lot of people. And in this book, we get introduced to this, like, Tempest person, this big, almighty thing, very similar to, like, a, a like a Galactus-type character, big, unknown being who's in charge of the multiverse. Actually, more similar to a Watcher. So is this the introduction of this character? I was going to say, because I didn't recognise him. I think it's an introduction, because I've never seen him. Right, okay. Pe- like, people may have... Um, seen him before more dc nerds might have been actually he was referenced and da, 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 da. but he's definitely the first time i've seen him in rebirth so i'm saying it's the first time i've seen it in this continuity um and he's looking for someone basically to help him sort out the multiverse and usually or like multiverse yeah look out look out for the multiverse our booster gold our man booster gold is all about sorting out the time discrepancies but now they need someone to sort out the multiverse can compre- uh, discrepancies and this reminded me very much of like He's looking almost for a herald. Like, it reminded me of Galactus and, like, Silver Surfer. He needs mm. someone. But it also reminded me of the Booster Gold stuff. And I was really excited to read Wally West again. And I feel like he's the perfect one, f- like, for that position, A, to start off with. But then seeing what he's gone through... I really enjoyed Heroes in Crisis, by the way. I was shooketh, shooketh when I found out about Wally West. I was like, no, because he's been one of my favourite parts of Rebirth. Mm. Like, him, he basically essentially started Rebirth... Um, and he did big things with the Titans, and we see him at the beginning with Rory, and again, it's giving me Titans vibes, which I really enjoy, because the Titans at the moment aren't the Titans I began reading with Rebirth, which yeah. left me with a sour note. But now he's sort of like, he's going through so much, he's in prison, he's dampening his powers, and he's he's stuck in a prison with villains who he either like captured, or friends of his captured. Yeah. So he is not a popular man right now. No, But also... There is a character who defends him, but only defends him because he knows how much he's suffering being alive. So it's sort of like... Which is bleak. I was like, we have some bleak, but we had a bleak week. We did have a bleak week. <laughs> um, a bleak week on Geek of the Week. Bleak of the wow. Week. Um, nice. Geek of the Bleak. Uh, all, alter-cations, all alternative versions are fine. Well, there's a lot but, of alternative versions going on here. As yeah, well. it's like so, du- so, so, so dark. But then, I mean, I, I, spoilers. I found this puzzling because I haven't read much modern DC stuff, and I didn't read. I can't even remember what it's called. Heroes in Crisis. I didn't read, read the first Cru- issue. I did. Yeah, but we didn't, didn't read like the rest. It. Um, and I, I, I didn't read that, and I didn't recognise the birdie guy. Is he famous? Oh, like I think he's like. There was a birdie guy. Uh, Looks a bit like Hawk. Yeah, I didn't think it was him, though. But um, I did feel like its depiction and its insight into helplessness and futility was done very, very well. Yeah, exactly. And that's the part. It was was very well done. And it was. And we've used the word bleak a lot this week, but it it was. It was was grim. And I thought it was done very well. So, you know, that's good. Yeah. And for me, it was one of them where it's like. um, Had a feeling it was going to be a Heroes in Crisis sort of related thing. But 
I was interested to see if the book, because a lot of the times, miniseries or like um, books, will sort of explain the story or what you need to know on the first issue, and you can sort of go move forward. Do you get it? Flash forward. Mm-hmm. And they, I feel like they did that really, really well. They basically told you, right, this is what the character's been going through, and now this is where he needs to go next. And I feel like they did that really well, because like, like you mentioned, the whole sort of like... Um, dealing with like your past repercussions and like trying to move forward like <laughs> Wally here just like Peter wants to throw it all away but like finds out that he can't he's got no choice because <laughs> this almighty being just essentially says oh it's not a choice you're gonna be you're gonna help me save the multiverse and I like that sort of like that's how he's been thrown into it like it's not just a okay then fine like it's like yeah. a what no and like his costume appears and he's like Oh, you think like I'm moving? No, you're the one moving. You're the one going to a multiverse, and it was a good way to jump him in and jumpstart a pretty like interesting uh, six issue miniseries. Obviously, I've got more of a bias because I'm a huge Wally West fan, and yeah. I really, w- I was keen to read this anyway. I think for me, this was puzzling, but not critically puzzling like Lex Luthor was. Yeah, yeah. So I think they did a better job at making it. Getting you new in new reader friendly. Yeah, it, it, it's still a pass, but it's a lot closer to a pull than Lex Luthor was. Yeah, definitely. Like, and it it, it is one of them. I sort of that's why I sort of wanted to put it on here, and mainly because I just wanted to gush about Wally West. But I wanted to see your interpretation of it, really, and see like how it would be. There was there was a lot to like, but not enough for me. Not enough to keep it going. Not even for six issues. No. Will you steal mine? Probably. Maybe. <laughs> but no, yeah. Super, super, super duper keen for it, really. And just, yeah. Wally's back, baby. He's not dead for too long. No. He's died so much recently. <laughs> like, he wasn't in New 52, because New 52, they tried to replace him. So that his whole story in Rebirth is like, oh my goodness, there was a whole universe without me, and I've just come back to this, un- like, what is happening? But then... And then he dies. Even then, Robin, little Damien Wayne, who really is the... He should be called Dick um, for other <laughs> reasons. He kills Wally West for for stupid reasons. He's like, oh well, if he doesn't, if we kill him now, then we don't have to deal him. It was a stupid reason to kill him. He just stops his heart. It's like, what are you doing, you idiot? Then he dies in Heroes in Crisis, and you're like, oh, stop killing him or like taking him Do you away. Don't feel it loses its value if he's died a lot so many times. Yes. Well, there you but go. also, it also. Also doesn't really, to be fair, because that's sort of his gimmick in this. Is like he, like people don't think he belongs here, so he's like, oh, if we kill him, does it make the universe right? And he goes, no. And it's like, it's one of them. And like the for the heroes in crisis storyline, it did work because it was like a big thing was you needed major characters to die, major characters, and Wally was a major character to kill off. Yeah. And the whole twist of it being I killed a future version of myself was like, oh damn. Should we move on? Yeah. The last book we're going to talk about, oh my goodness, we've the sixth book we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Whew, it's a lot of talking. It's a lot of reading, but true. I think I read these much quicker than I usually do with all three. I think it's because when you get in a comic book flow, yeah, you read definitely. it low, don't you? I'll, I'll do that with my pull. I'll sit there with a big fat pile of books. And then you go, bam, and read them all it's out. It's really joyful. Highly yeah. recommend it. Highly yeah. recommend it. Get yourself a big Much pull. more likely to read six or eight at a time than I am just one comic book. Just one, yeah. Which is strange, really. Mm. But yeah, yeah Steeple. This is from Star... Star. <laughs> it's because she said Steeple, and I was about to read Dark, and then as soon as she said that, 
Dark Horse Comics is steeple. Uh, what were your thoughts on the book? Because all I have down for my notes is, ooh, it's UK. Yeah, well, that that was the thing. I was uh, in my notes. It was like wasn't expecting it to be British, yeah. which just means we hadn't read the the blurb of the book on comics, whatever it is that we use yeah. to, to to look at the books. But um, yeah, it. I thought that um, a lot of it, God in it as well. They, well, I knew there was going to be a lot of God in it, um, and I, 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 I put it on because I I wanted to see how, as a humanist, I got on with a uh, main protagonist who was faithy. Oh yeah, and um, I, I felt like they got a lot of the Britishness right. I did think that yeah. uh, it, I think it's got to have been written by a Brit because some of the uh, gags and references has to have been written by a Brit because a Americans Brit. don't know our country that well. Oh, they have a British consultant like we talked about the other day with uh, the other week with uh, Constantine. There's just a British person yeah. in the corner. Give us a British word. Ah, we like yeah. it. And I do feel that th- this book was quite odd, even for a British comic book. And I-, I wonder how much odder it was for Americans if they weren't getting the references. Yeah, do you feel sometimes that you miss out on um, on references in comic books? Inevitably. From, oh. Probably less so than Americans do on British references because American culture dominates the world, whereas British culture is yeah, less so. Yeah, it's very... But I would say, you know, British culture's next level after America, much, much higher than, say, I don't know, German culture or um, Arabic culture, whatever. I feel like yeah. everyone's knowledge of america is huge because it dominates but then people do tend to know british culture as well uh, gone are the days where our british swear words aren't understood in america oh yeah that's a bit which is brilliant yeah. uh, they used to be brilliant but anyway you um, get away with it couldn't you and, and they, they have their own versions of them to be fair like and there was um there was a really lovely cynical page that had two viewpoints of the same thing an optimist and a pet- pessimist which Me i thought you. well exactly right that's why I mentioned it, and um, it's yeah. It I I I didn't know what to expect, and I did like the main protagonist, and yeah, I, first I, I, enjoy, I enjoyed the book. What did you think? Um, yeah, like taken, uh, like I said with my UK note, I was taken back by that. I was like, oh, okay, and then there's obviously the British, and I was like, I double checked that it wasn't a British publisher that we did. I was like, hang on, yeah. let me check. I have double checked. Um, the writer John Allison is British. Yeah, clearly. Um, but yeah, no, I got behind that, and then there was, like I, got, I was like, okay, British book, and then I was checked back. I was like, oh no, it's Dark Horse, and sort of like the whole the main protagonist is someone is an interesting character. Like the way they get the way they're going through and their interactions with this like new town they've gone into. I think it's Terra Gigion, and it's like her dealing with like a new environment. Oh, it's a yeah. new person in town. And I can get behind that sort of story. I also interested in the relationship between her and sort of like the biker. Yeah. Like that was, um, I was like, okay, just a bit of flirtation going on there. Yeah, is she a gay vicar or not? I wasn't sure. That's what I was like, hmm, are they hinting, nudging, wink, wink, yeah. bisexual, you know. Um, and I liked that they, they differentiated between the two religions as well, because I think she's Church of England and she was like, oh, does that mean yeah. you're, um, what's it called when you don't have the... Athe- atheist. No, the um, the sexy times. Oh, um, celibate. Celibate, yeah. It's like, are you celibate? It's like, no, that's Catholic or da da da. And it's yeah. like, oh, okay. So they made like they made the clarification of what religion she oh, was. Oh yeah, it's clearly someone who knows religion that's written this. So yeah, yeah. It and would be a bad idea to write about religion if you didn't. I know, yeah. And then there was a crazy priest as well. Yeah, which led to him. Like, oh, okay. And and like, sort of like, one concern I did have: it's a very British comic book, 
released by an American publisher. So British people have to get it imported, and American people might not get on with it. So who's it for? That's a good question. Maybe, well, who's to be fair, for? to be fair, American imports to England with comics aren't too unfamiliar. I know, but you know what I'm getting at. You'd think he would have used a British publisher. Maybe, but I feel like a dark horse name might get your name out more than a um, British publisher. So you think using dark horse and getting imported from America would get him more sales and more money than using a British publisher? Yeah. That's cynical but probably true thinking no about but it. like when you think about it like yeah, one of the yeah. big publishers it's like it's like when you go yeah. to a film studio would you get like a british movie would you get a movie about britain yeah made by like a or like a i was gonna say disney that a disney or a paramount i'm trying to think of companies that aren't owned by disney because i was gonna say fox or warner brothers yeah, any, any. would you get one of them or would you go to like film for you probably yeah, and you're yeah. probably likely to get more funding from here as well from dark course as well true um and also yeah like it's made its way to us hasn't it yeah in one mean, way or another we, I've, we, we've seen books very similar to this like do you remember that random welsh book i picked yeah, up one time exactly and it's a very similar sort of thing Yep. But that was a very much like random pickup Indie. thing. Yeah. Whereas this was like, you know, it's your indies, but it's your more mainstream indies. I think for me, because it's a limited series, there's only going to be five. Yeah. I'm actually, it's actually a pull. But I don't think it would have been a pull if it wasn't a limited series. Oh, uh, if it was going for longer. Because yeah. I, I, I think it's going to have a storyline that will finish. And I'm intrigued by the um, by the depiction of a. A cool vicar, yeah. The, a I, modern, I think, modern th- vicar. Yeah, actually. I think I think I'll read it for four more issues. I don't know whether it would be a long term pull for me because there is that thing as well, like with the vicar who's like he's almost sort of like oh a woman vicar where all these male vicars have failed and it's sort of like yeah. that modern sort of thing. Like yeah, female vicar, mm. get your head out your butt. Um, yeah, for me, it's I don't I just don't think it's my like sort of interest. Um, I'd probably say it's a pass for me, but. I didn't enjoy reading it. Um, yeah, you can read mine if you want. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that can that can always happen. That's always sort of part of the downfall of polar passes. If one of us pulls, the one can just go, yeah, I'll read yours. <laughs> Which is sort of like mm-hmm. a um, scapegoat. But yeah, that's uh, that's that's polar pass. That's this week's books. So we've done Gosh. two weeks of books. We've only just got time for, um, for something old, something new. Nice. So what we'll do before that is, if you've read any comics in the last two weeks, um, what have you picked up? What was on your pull? What have you passed on? Have you read any of these six books? Uh, what did? You, what were your thoughts and feelings on? Let them know. Facebook discussion group on Twitter, in person. Not in person. <laughs> what? Do you not want people coming up to you and no. talking about comics? No. Wow. Well, maybe. What an unfriendly maybe. person. Maybe. Um, happy birthday, Mark. Thanks. We've had a fab time, and we hope you have too. <laughs> Great Scott! It's been almost an hour. What the devil are they doing? Rest assured that I was on the internet within minutes, registering my disgust throughout the world. Thanks for listening to Geek of the Week. Be sure to tune in next week. Same geek time, same geek channel. And if you want to follow us on social media, it's at GOTW Radio on Twitter. Search for Geek of the Week Radio Show on Facebook. And to listen again, it's www.mixcloud.com forward slash Geek of the Week Radio Show.